Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hello, everybody. We are super excited to have with us Natalie Clare, holistic coach and energy healer who specializes in womb space healing, holistic cleansing, and empaths. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. We're so happy to have you. It's so funny because like we've kind of circled each other for a little while. We have uh, we both are friends with Nike, and uh, we we actually hosted like on the same virtual retreat. We just like weren't there the same day, so <laughs> it's nice for us. Yeah, all to... go ahead. Kept missing each other. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then you and I linked up on the Positive Head podcast, and you just have such potent medicine to share, and such a beautiful soul. So we knew we had to get you on this podcast. So welcome, welcome, and um, yeah, as we always do with new people who here we love to hear your stories and how you got to be doing what you do you're doing now so would love if you could share anything that resonates yeah um thanks so much for having me i started i've always been kind of in this world since i was little just drawn to um, magic and fairies and just creativity and would really express that through writing and i got to grow up Um, going to New Hampshire in the summers, and my family had a property where they, uh, my aunt and uncle did, where we would build fairy houses, and my aunt taught Reiki and angel healing and all sorts of modalities in her back room. Like, before the internet was even around, people were just being drawn to this vortex. So I was exposed to that, um, but it wasn't until college when I went through a lot of mental health issues and was working on healing those issues after I'd hit a really a rock bottom within myself, within depression and suicidal thoughts, and knew that I needed to build back some sort of faith that could actually sustain me and wouldn't break down when I got to those low points. And so that was when I started really reconnecting to this spiritual journey and have spent the past eight years going on this journey and I got Reiki trained right when all that kind of went down eight years ago and um, since then have really immersed myself in this world and have gotten to work one-on-one with hundreds of people but also went through my own deep healing throughout the whole throughout the whole time of like learning how to how to have peace and how to manage my anxiety and manage that depression and come to a balance within myself. Um, And then also how do I hold space and 
have balance as I support those around me who are also going in through really deep, heavy things. Uh, so that's kind of been the journey of um, gaining these tools to be able to yeah, heal myself and then guide others deeper into their healing. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's It's so interesting. It's always like, feel like the way of the healer is like you are tasked to heal yourself and then through doing that you're given the information to heal others it's like part of the path is what is that there's like a little echo weird um but yeah that's like a part of just like the healer's journey do you do you feel that yeah I feel like it's an initiation and when we're in it we can't always see that it's like bigger than like that this is also we're we're gaining the medicine that we can also share with others when we're in the middle of it. It can really feel like this is all about me and why is this happening to me? Um, and mm. what good is this? And then we don't feel like we're in a place to help others at that point when we're in our low place. So we really have no bird's eye view or perception that what we're going through could actually eventually we're gaining the knowledge to impact potentially hundreds of thousands of people, even just through the way our energy shifts. Because once we get to shift into a space, we don't even have to tell people or teach people. People just see us. And the people on our journey who have seen like, wow, this person, Natalie was here at one point and now she's here. How did that happen? And they start to get curious about our energy and we become almost an example of allowing people to rise to that space and kind of paving the way energetically for people to step into their own light and their own healing and know that it's possible. Mm, that is so beautifully said. And I so agree with that. And I feel like a lot of people um, think I have to be perfect or I have to do this and I have to do that in order to help people. And I love what you're saying is that that's not the case. And we all experience this in some way or another. So Thank you so much for sharing that. That's that's so beautiful. How do you how do you kind of get out of that perspective of um, nothing? I can't do this, or I I don't know where to go, or I'm lost. Kind of in that depression. How do you transform out of that? Yeah, there's this um, really beautiful. I wish I could write it down with a pen and paper and show you, but. Um, this technique that I learned from Jilly, um, she's the water priestess is her name, but she um, talked about the ocean and how we're in these, like we can be in our current when we're in our emotions and then we go deeper. And that's where we kind of have that, that peace, that more true us. And then all the way deep is like our source at the bottom of the ocean. And so bridging those kind of being caught in the emotional waves and identifying as that and going into our depth I think it's different for each of us and we have to actually identify what what are the tools that bring us individually into a space where we go deeper into our true self. And so for some people, it might be like just going out and getting some fresh air and going for a walk. Some people, it might be meditation. Um, it might be calling a friend and actually realizing you're deserving to reach out to someone. So each time we're able to make that shift within ourselves from that lower um state into a deeper observation and awareness, then we can eventually um, know those tools that are working for us and, and remember to do the, them. Thank you. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that too. I was just actually, <laughs> it's interesting because right before we got on, we were talking, or I was just sharing with Natalie and um, 
ambrosia how like I felt this like weird shooting pain in my kind of my lower back and it freaked me out it like really like disrupted me for a second because and I don't really get like that shaken up that easily but it brought me back to a time like eight years ago when I had a kidney stone and just what you were sharing there Natalie it, it brought me back to this remembrance within myself of like okay, like everything that comes up in you, it's just giving you an opportunity to discover more information and also to surrender to that, like go go with the emotion, like, like ride the wave and like understand what is being brought to you in terms of knowing. And what was just coming up for me was like that feeling of, I think sometimes, I think a lot of the times when we have something like wrong with us, it's that fear, oh no, I have something wrong with me. Like what's wrong with me, right? And truly anything that is, quote, wrong with you is just bringing you to a deeper um, layer of, of yourself. It's not, nothing is wrong with you. It's just kind of an alarm. It feels like an alarm going off saying like, hey, there's a place that you can, there's a point in you that you can go deeper or surrender more. It, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, with what you were saying then, what you said, Ambrosia, about the, um, about, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> about the awareness of um oh when you're putting on kind of when you're guiding people and letting them know that it's that there's no state of perfection and I think a lot of healers you know they think that they have to portray themselves as like made it into a state of peace or like enlightenment that they've got it in order to hold space for people and when we make that our goal, like to be able to be perfectly peaceful or to be able to portray ourselves that way, like we're completely stuck on that wheel because it's life. Like we're never going to hit that. And so I think it can be a lot of pressure on people. And then that causes us to continually focus on like what is wrong with us instead of like what is right with me right now. And we can get so caught up in the like obsession with healing that we forget to just kind of be and realize like, oh, I don't. I can still have a ton of things going on. I can still not have it all together and I can still have fears. And, but I'm, I'm measuring from like where I've been, you know, to where I am now. And I'm going to be, I'm going to have compassion for myself because I think the problems are always going to come up because that's life. But the key is in the moment, like, where is your compassion? How are you holding space for yourself through it all? Like how much love are you bringing to your inner child and to yourself in these moments, that is like the actual work. That is the purpose is to cultivate love through the journey that never ends. Mm. That's beautiful. That made me like teary eyed because that was like so well said and, and well received. Thank you so much. Mm, yeah. You're also such an example, Natalie, of someone who is just, you have such a sweet energy. You're so connected to who you are, it feels like. And your and your compassion for yourself and for others and it just radiates from you you know and it's like you're such an example of how someone can just show up and start healing people without even necessarily having to say anything just being in that state of love and compassion and heart heart centeredness and i think it's i think it's really beautiful and i also think it's really beautiful that there are people like you who can be in that space because it creates safety for others who are afraid and going through these dark moments or, you know, yeah, they need help. They need support in, in the healing and they need to feel 
supported in that because I know for myself, like I, I have to like start seeing some doctors soon about something else. And I'm like scared. I'm like, will they understand me? Will they like have empathy for me? Like, you know, just it's like I, I do believe in Western medicine for certain things, but it just I think it's so important to have someone that you know it like has your back and you know is going to be empathetic to you. So, yeah, thank you guys. Are, you're making me emotional. <laughs> but yeah, it's that the the feeling of trust is definitely and safety is definitely something that I I try to bring and to to people and being able to hold them where they are and and let people be where they are because I think that's the only that's the only way we can alchemize anything is like truly meeting ourselves where we are and meeting ourselves with our fear. And for me, it's like acknowledging where someone is and hold and seeing their pain and holding the space for them while also being able to see that vision of who they can be and their, their higher self, like holding that both together so that you're having compassion and you're having that acknowledgement of like the complete humanness part, but you also know that they're more than that. Um, and that kind of creates that opening for people to step up into that space. Absolutely. So beautiful. Um, I know recently you went viral. You ha- you've been going viral <laughs> on TikTok for your oh. – you make like a, a parasite cleanse, um, a holistic parasite cleanse. And I wanted to talk to you about this because it's interesting. You and I spoke about this before. And also I've seen it on the viral TikTok. So many people being like, oh, I know I need to do this, but this freaks me out. Like, this is so scary. Like, I don't want to like, no, I don't want to, they don't want to see any part of the process. It feels like I, I, I know intuitively that I should be doing this, but like the word parasite is just like terrifying to confront. And I feel like, again, you, you are so soft and sweet and you, you really, um, you really kind of pacify the whole thing. So do you want to share a little bit? I know that the reason that you created this is because you had your own journey with it. So you want to share a little bit maybe about that for anyone who might need to hear it? Yeah, for sure. And it's funny that I would be like, yeah, the messenger on this kind of thing because I'm over here like, why am I the one talking about this stuff? <laughs> like I have people texting me who are like, is this your friend to some of my friends? And I'm like, oh my gosh, people from like middle school are going to be like, is that that girl from middle school? Now she's talking about parasites. No, just like, but yeah, but I feel like I'm meant to kind of tone it down. And also like my packaging for my cleanse is all like pretty. I'm like making parasites yeah. pretty, like all aesthetic, <laughs> trying to make it less like gross. Um, but um, yeah, so my journey, um, a few years ago, I went through, um, a lot of trauma that, um, kind of (sighs) led me to be in an activated nervous system state, which led my immune system to become compromised, which led to a lot of different health problems to the point where I was having difficulty getting out of bed. Um, my periods were 12 days long and I was losing so much blood. I was like having to have my legs up the wall just to keep consciousness like through my entire period. Um, I couldn't drive for a few months and I was only 24. (laughs) So that was like pretty, um, a rude awakening for someone who had all these like plans and dreams for their life and then couldn't even like get out of bed. Um, so I ended up, I was back home with my parents and it was like, I was trying not to have the perception that I was being lazy, you know, cause I couldn't really get those answers. Um, and I, really didn't get many answers from 
I didn't ever really get much of a diagnosis other than endometriosis. And then I um, took some like medicine, some blood thinners for that. And I ended up um, in the hospital because half my body was like paralyzed for like a few hours just from taking that modern medication because I had just um, grown too sensitive. And it was in that moment that I was like, okay, you know, I know I'm being told I need surgery for this, but like, I want to go the way of the womb. Like I want to heal myself fully and like um, whatever heals me is what I want to share. What's gonna, I'm going to share with the world. And that was a commitment that I made to myself because I wanted to know that it was possible and I wanted to be able to hold space for other people and their healing journey. Um, and so I learned so many different things and I learned about glyphosate and biomedic and, um, and just like diet and so many things. But then as well as um, doing a parasite cleanse, I was in a holistic healing store and there was a woman there talking about um, how wise women, like our elders used to deworm children. And she was making these cleanses from her garden. And I tried one and immediately, it was an intense physical process, but my brain fog started lifting, my energy came back. And after the cleanse, like I was better for a little while and then it got worse again. So I started experimenting with like, okay, obviously I'm killing some of the worms or the parasites, but not all of them and experience experimenting until I found something holistic that actually brought my body to like more better health. And also in the end, I was able to flush out like a really long tapeworm and liver flukes and all these things. And after that, literally there was anxiety that had been low level anxiety in my stomach, my entire, or as long as I could remember that released. And it was like, oh, that's where that was living in me. And it was kind of manifesting as a vibration. And so when we're talking about all these you know, energetic parasites and vampires and stuff, we also have to acknowledge that there's also a, like what is in the energy also is in the physical. And when people are so scared of looking at the physical parasites, it's often like our resistance to looking at the things that are feeding off of us in real life, the people, the the toxicity, the emotions. So like anything that's shadowy, people don't want to acknowledge it. And so that's why I think that this has been able to kind of hide in plain sight, um, but also manifest for so many people as physical health issues that don't have any explanation when people are just dropping hundreds of dollars going to the doctor and then not knowing what's wrong with them. And it really is um, prevalent for people who have autoimmune conditions and who have compromised immune systems where it creates the perfect environment for these um, bugs to thrive. And usually that happens after we've gone through trauma or we have a lot of stress and our body is broken down. So it's all con- all connected on like a mental health level and a physical health level. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is, that is an intense story. I've never heard that story. Obviously, you can see the shock in my face. Um, so what are some symptoms or what are some, some things that person, people might have a parasite, but might not be aware of it? Yeah. So, um, anemia is a big one, um, because parasites will feed on the iron before you can get it. Um, tingling and numbness in the hands and fingers. So that is one of the things that I had where I thought it was like, because of my blood loss or something like that. But really it wasn't until I flushed out a liver fluke that the tingling just completely went away and I was able to exercise again. Um, 
you might have um, fatigue, chronic fatigue, brain fog, um, uh, not being saturated after eating, like really can kind of because the, the parasites are eating on the food that, that you're eating, as well as sugar cravings are a big one. When people are so hard on themselves, like I can't give up sugar. I'm like, I don't like people being so hard on themselves because of that until they try detoxing from parasites because the bugs are signaling to your brain, even with candida too, that candida bugs, they all want to stay alive. So they're signaling like, I'm going to die if I don't get this food. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of signals to you like I'm dying, but really it's the (laughs) bugs in you. (laughs) So, so the, the cravings can be really intense and it's not people's fault that they're having that intensity of cravings. Wow. Wow. And, And, um, and what is like, first of all, how do people get um, parasites? Like how do you, how does that come to be? I'll, I'll, I'll ask my second question after. How do you get parasites? Yeah, yeah um, from a lot of different sources. Um, you can get them from raw meat, from sushi, you know, just un- uncooked fish, uncleaned veg- vegetables, from your pets, um, <laughs> from like a lot <laughs> of different everywhere. ways. Yeah, they're they're pretty prevalent. And that's why I don't like people staying in this like fear state of like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a parasite right. more so um, if we can regularly detox because it's kind of like any sort of germs, you know, it's yeah. I prefer the terrain theory about like, how are you strengthening your own body versus like being in fear of what's going to come into your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to make that shift really clear so people don't live in this state of like, oh, no, I'm finding out that these are everywhere and I've got to mitigate how to get them. Um, I'm, I'm not eating sushi anymore. Cause that's how like yeah. liver fluke came into my reality. And I was eating Kroger sushi for a while. So I'm like, Hmm, that might be, <laughs> that might yeah. be the reason. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, they're, they're really common and it's not a big deal if we deworm though. It, it's like, I, I think I was reading about like other cultures do detox their bodies. Like that's kind of a part of their culture, like once a quarter or something like that. Um, and it, I liked what you said. It's like, it's kind of like washing your car or something. It's like, okay, you drive your car, you drive your car wherever. You're not going to not drive your car because in one place it might get dirty. You just go wash your car, you know? So it's yeah. like, you don't want to not drive your human car around wherever you want to go. You just, you just wash your car. <laughs> you wash yeah. Your and that. And that's why I recommend like, so the cleanse that I created is like a deep detox because most people in the U.S. haven't done this once in their life. But then after that, you just need to do maintenance and take some herbs every six months or some suppositories, some um, food grade diatomaceous earth, like things like that. And you'll be you'll be fine. So how? Oh, oh, just my second question was going to be. So how intense is this cleanse? Like if someone's doing the cleanse. Was that your question, Ambie? No, my question is something else. Okay. <laughs> but how intense is a cleanse? Like, if someone does this cleanse, are they going to – like, can you not eat certain things? Can you, Like, what are the restrictions of it? Um, so I recommend trying not to eat much sugar and um, eating mostly fibrous vegetables to get your body, like, flushing out. Um, and then also um, limiting dairy and gluten during it. But it's – it's the, the herbs and the medicine or the herbal medicine that's going to work on people um, regardless of what they're eating. And so the intensity is more so it can be in the die off symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I usually recommend people doing it, do an enema ahead of time to help 
flush out <laughs> so that it's going to be flushing out more e- more easily. Ambie's um, face right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to be better. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're I'm ready. so good. This is like, I'm okay. the most... I was the most squeamish person and my, my family just like dies of embarrassment when I talk about these things. <laughs> like I'm over here in the, uh, where was I? in some store with my boyfriend getting like a, um, to, to do a coffee enema. I was getting one of those, um, things that people like used to make tube. coffee. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not the tube. Just like something to make coffee with. Um, can't remember the day. Shh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I was doing that and someone looked over and, or, and I was like, oh, great. This will be great for enemas when people in the store like turn to me. And, I'm, and my purpose is like, oh my God, you're getting too comfortable with this. But yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I recommend the enemas can help with like the die off symptoms. And I include um, wheatgrass and dandelion leaf, which can help with the liver detox. So, and then I have a activated charcoal binder which helps to bind to the toxins, which will, which makes the cleanse easier. So that's all kind of taken into account with the cleanse that I created. Cool. Now I have a a weird question. This is even weirder than the enema. Do you see the worms leave? That's like the number one question on your viral TikTok. I went through all your comments. Is it? Oh, good. Okay, good. And she just answers the same answer every time. (laughs) Go ahead. We'll see if it's the same. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, you can you can generally see them. Some of them are microscopic. Um, but yeah, I recommend people just don't look if you don't want to. But some people want to know <laughs> what's coming out of them. Um, so so yeah, it's kind of like entangled in there. And it's it's really weird because it's not as crazy as you think. Because when you think about all the stuff that like, it's not like a worm in the ground, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the stuff in our bodies on the insides of us it's all kind of gross in my opinion. Uh, I'm not like a doctor type of person where I want to see the insides of a person. So when it, at least for me, when it came out, I was like, oh, this isn't like that bad. It just feels like this whole idea that it's going to like look crazy, you know? Well, I I know that my kids had pinworm before and that's like a real worm. That's like, you can actually see it. It is very intense. Um, yeah. So can kids do this or do you not recommend the kids do this or how, how old? Not my, not my cleanse. Um, I would recommend like 18 and up cause it is a little, um, more intense with the herbs. Um, I need to find some, something for, to refer for children because that a cleanse that I believe in for that, because it's so important. Cause yeah, when we call kids like wormy and stuff and Often when behavioral issues issues set in, it could actually be like worms. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I think that's important for parents to know as well. Yeah. That's and they eat every, they like put all the germs all over there. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, I, yeah. This is so interesting that like we're having this conversation right now as well, because it really does feel like on a spiritual level, we're going through, we're really being asked to like look at our shadows. And, you know, with humans, like we don't even want to ever look at like our waste, right? Like we don't want to ever, like it's just, there's there's so much that humans do not want to look at and or confront about themselves, about their own humanity, right? And uh, so it's interesting that like we're, we're having this conversation because it's, 
Oh, yeah. It just feels like it's time right now to kind of like do that. Because not only that, now we're going through the spring equinox, like we're we're at the end of the astrological chart, right? So like we're starting this brand new cycle in this brand new year. It's a really good time, I feel like, to like start fresh, clean things out, clean your body out. Um, and the other thing is like, you know, you you don't know like probably we all probably don't know how good we could feel (laughs) like Mm. we have no concept of that because we've just been living this way for so long you know like living with parasites probably for so long um and uh and how long does the cleanse take like to complete it's a month-long cleanse so it's like an everyday thing Mm mm-hmm yep so is it a tea is it an enema like what what's the I'm sorry, uh, there's I'm not sub- trying to be offensive. No, no, you're good. No, not at all. There's um, supplements and then um, an essential oil roll-on bottle with like clove essential oil to kill the eggs that you can do like on your stomach and stuff. Um, and then suppositories as well. I have a question. Are um like <laughs> – I have like on the side of my – I'm just realizing this now. Are like yeah, rashes – are like rashes a symptom? They could – yeah – Yep. Cool. 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 All right. But it could also be a fungal thing or like expression of like candida overgrowth. There's like a lot of different reasons for rashes too, though. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all cool. Um, Okay. Awesome. Well, someone on Facebook, Stacy on Facebook just said, wow, I'm going to have to go back and watch this from the beginning because clearly. Uh, something it, this isn't this is feeling resonant to people watching so oh good <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah we will put the link to natalie's uh parasite cleanse in the show notes so you guys can click and and check it out um let's talk about you know some of the other things you do natalie which is i know you do like womb space healing Um, And you also work with empaths. So what is womb space healing for those who don't know? Yeah, so the the womb, I think, is something that I see like as the physical healing, the physical connection with the womb, but it's also an energetic idea. It's our our birth space, right? It's also our space of creation. And it's our space of sensuality and sexuality. And a lot of women have been disconnected from this space because it's also a space where a lot of our power is. And so as we're stepping into this energy and reclaiming our womb space, we also have to go into the shadows of our womb, which include the traumas there, which include anytime we've crossed our own boundaries, even um, anytime we've shamed our bodies. And so what we're doing here is we're reestablishing this connection to ourselves through our womb, through acknowledging our creation, our that literally that we have a portal within us that brings like life from the other side onto the physical, that that energetic portal exists within us. And what does that mean for us? What can we create from that? And also how can we feel? Like how can we radiate this energy through our bodies? So a lot of times I do meditations or womb blessings with people or, um, just energy healing where I'll help them release stagnation from that area, release trauma, release pain, relax, because Mm. many of us are clenched. We are not open because we've had to protect ourselves. And so we are in a big shift now where we are going from, I'm not safe to, I am safe. 
Mm-hmm. And when I am safe, now we can open the womb portal. We can open all of us. Um, we can open the womb. We can open the heart and lead from our creativity instead of um, instead of our defensiveness or our walls and from all of that which we are. And so during, um, during the meditation, I often have people visualize the womb space as the cave. And I have them go into their own womb space where they see what's there and they move around it. And also then I have them go into the collective womb space. And this is often not only representative representative of like all those with wombs, but it's also representative of Mother Earth. And that is so connected with the pain that we that has been um, conflicted on women and on the earth and all of the energy that's there. And so going into that space, connecting to it and sending healing to all of us so that we can all heal our wombs and then in a sense, heal Mother Earth as well. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. Super, super powerful. I actually just like instantly went into my womb space and I was like, oh, it's interesting in here. Okay. All right. I'll have to go back there later. Um, (laughs) uh, Nike, by the way, is watching and says, hi. Hi, Hi. Nike. We were just talking about you earlier. Um, It's interesting that you said drop in, though, because if we think where where is most of our awareness, it's usually like up here in our brains, right? Mm -hmm. And so then we can, in meditation, we're often um, taught to drop into our heart. But how do we drop into our wounds? Like, what does that feel like? We're centered lower. We're we're more relaxed. We're way more out of our head in that space. And we're just open to what is arising there. And um, we can take some deep breaths into the space to clear it. And then you can also breathe into your yoni. And so when you breathe up, instead of breathing through your mouth down, you're breathing kind of from your root in and you're letting that spread into your womb space. And this is a really great activation for the sensual, sexual energy, especially for those who might have trauma or those who might have numbness and just not able to access um, pleasure. Breathing that way can really allow us to bring awareness to that space that we often might have some shame around or not want to feel into. And we're like, we're not taught to bring our awareness into like our yonis, our vaginas. It's like, no, no, that place is not, not good. It's just this, you know, and then, but that part of us wants to be acknowledged. And the more energy that we bring into this space, the more awareness that allows literally ourselves to light up, which allows like pleasure to move in. And we're taught that we have to have someone else give us pleasure. Like we need Mm -hmm. someone to acknowledge us. We need to be desirable pleasure comes from finding someone who like can give you pleasure versus like I'm activating my own pleasure through my own awareness of my beautiful body. Mm. That's so important. I think like even as like young people were taught that you have to seek, even you go into like even approval of other people to get that pleasure. You know what I mean? And and Mm -hmm. this is so prevalent with movies. This is so prevalent with like, any basic like there's always some kind of love story or some kind of like uh, sexual undertone with it where you're seeking approval or pleasure from the other person and so I think that's so important what you're saying thank you I also, as you were talking about that, first of all, when I did drop into my womb space for a second, I actually immediately felt nauseous, which freaks me out. Um, It almost felt like 
being in like where um like it feels like under the sea where there's like lots of like slimy like sea moss like that's kind of what I see it feels like that in there. Mm-hmm. um and it literally like made me feel like whoa like like nauseous like dizzy um and I was thinking too about how when you're talking about pleasure, I've noticed with myself because I've been working on this with myself as well. I've noticed that like when I actually feel pleasurable in my body, I'll do something to get rid of it. I will mm-hmm. find a way to – it's not – so Tantra, right, is all about like holding on to that pleasure, recycling that pleasure through your body, like, you know, being the space for it and, and moving it around, right, rather than releasing it. Uh, yes. in some way, shape, or form. And I've noticed that the second I feel that pleasure, I'll find some way to get it out of my body. And it's like, it's very interesting because it's like, why do you feel like you can't hold this pleasure? Why do you, why is it so scary to hold on to this pleasure? Is it something that may, on one hand, like Ambrosia was saying, I'm sure it's a trained thing. Like it's like a, a learned thing. Um, you're not like pleasure is like dirty. You know what I mean? Like pleasure is having to do with, and you were talking about, of course, we're not taught to like focus on our yoni because we're taught that our yoni is like not a, you know, when you're little kids, it's like being a no, no space. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) Um, so then you're right. We walk around as if this doesn't even exist. Right. But then when, for myself, when I start to actually feel energy and pleasure there, it's almost like too much for me to handle. And so I've been practicing just like, okay, what if I just, what if I just like, um, what if I just slow down and just like let the discomfort pass and just see if I can kind of do something else with this energy and just let it be here for as long as it can. And it's been a really interesting practice. I would, you know, highly recommend doing something like that because it is really illuminating. I wonder if the nausea that you're feeling in your sacral, like in in the womb space, um, is like if you can dive in and clear that energy, if that would allow for more of the the pleasure flow, because there might be some experience tied to that that hasn't fully cleared. Oh, yeah. I bet there's I bet there's several. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, definitely something I need to kind of dive into later. But I think it is really powerful to do like to just for people to know about this work, you know, and that and truly like your womb, like you said, Natalie, your womb is your space where life comes from, where energy comes from, where creativity comes from. So if anything is if you're not connected to that space, how can you create? How, even mm-hmm. if you're just creating your life as you're the creator of your life, how can you create, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Uh, this has been awesome. I know that you do, I, I know that you do work with empaths as well. Do you want to just quickly like share how you work with empaths? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so I have an empath course right now and I work one-on-one, um, but I am an empath myself and have really gone on the journey of learning boundaries, learning how to acknowledge the projections that are coming and not attach to what's being projected at me, but to be able to look and see, um, is there something for me to take here? Or is this something that I've already learned that I can let go of? And that comes with doing the healing work of knowing yourself like really, really fully. And I really believe that the way of the empath is learning who you are and who you're not 
and what you've cleared. Because if you've healed something and you've cleared something, then if it comes back up, empaths tend to keep identifying with the thing that's coming up mm. instead of acknowledging, okay, wait, I already did this work. This is not mine anymore. <clears throat> yeah. And the more that you know what you are responsible for and what you are no longer responsible for, the easier it is to come back and center in yourself. And oftentimes with empaths, we have been trained to attune to other people or be the people pleaser in our families where we have to keep the peace. So we, we are not as aligned with our own energy. And so when we start to really dive into, okay, what is my energy outside of everyone else, outside of the space that I'm in, the energy of the house, whatever energy that is, what does my energy feel like? And we find that our own energies actually feel really, really good. And often we've had this escapism throughout our life where we want to leave our bodies or we want to, you know, not, not feel all that we're feeling. But when we realize like who we truly are and our own energy is actually something that we love, then we start to come even deeper into ourselves and, and have the confidence to move forward, even though we are still obviously sensitive people. Love it. Love it so much. Um, Sydney Barger on Facebook said, I love this. Natalie and you guys are my favorite people to watch and you're all together. How awesome. (laughs) Um, Natalie, thank you so much for being here, for all your wisdom, for just your beauty and your light and your energy. Um, Where can everybody find you for all the things? Yeah, so my website is natalieclairehealing.com. Claire is C-L-A-R-E. And then I'm on TikTok, Instagram with the same handle. My apothecary is on my website as well. And um, yeah, I have my course, my cleanse. And then I also um, have a membership that's a monthly sisterhood circle for those going through awakenings um, to support and do healing ceremonies together. So that's all on there as well. So cool. Thank you so much. We will put all of that in the show notes. You guys can just go there and click if you're listening to the audio version. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This is great. <laughs> and until next time, everyone, we love you so much. We'll see you on the next episode and keep, keep on blooming. I didn't job. know if you were going to point at me. I didn't yes. know what was happening, but we got it. We got it. Thank you, Natalie. Bye, Thank everyone. You. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.